Thank you, Liz. We appreciate it. There's, there's a lot to cover this morning. And again, um, th there are two words. Repeat that to me, content, content. and intent. When you rush content and you overlook intent, then you miss the effect. Um, so it's my, my desire is to um, finish up what I started um, before, and hopefully I'll be able to do this. I'm going to have to get a different type of tablet here. I just want to, I'm struggling with this. Um, but in the course of it, Here's what we want to do. Um, we're, we're dealing with the whole idea of pressing the reset button. And we're dealing with part two. And uh, we'll, we're going to go to part one to review it. There's some things we need to understand there. There's some there's some ideas and thoughts that I need you to understand, some principles that folks overlook on, the, on part, uh, part one, then we'll move to part two and try to wrap this up. But when we talk about this whole idea of reset button, let's follow in prayer. Father, lead and guide us now in our time together and help us to understand that there's some times we, we find ourselves going in a certain direction that's important for us to press the reset button. And the reset button, Lord, um, Put it back to it, put everything back in perspective. And so, Lord, lead and guide us in this time together. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for the exposures and uh, the different individuals I heard and the, the thoughts that you gave me and the scriptures that confirmed and all these others. Help me now to put it all together. And I'm going to trust you to take it to the hearts and the minds that you want here. You have exactly who you want here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. Let's read it together. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old have passed away. Behold, the new has come. Um, so this working definition, the act of reversing the present course of actions back to its original or more productive state. When I press the reset button, that's what I do. Sometimes you may be angrier than the Lord wants you to be. And the Lord says, stop, <laughs> press the reset button. Stop it. So just to review, all reset uh, set buttons will require a personal decision to be activated. Reset buttons don't happen by accident. Okay. Oh, I accidentally pressed the reset button. No, you didn't. Okay. Uh, the next one is uh, affect whatever happens from the moment of initiation and afterwards. Whenever you press the reset button, then whatever happens from that point uh, forward is because you made a decision. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants each one of us to take a look at our lives. If it doesn't align with what God wants us to do, press the button. Okay, got the idea? So our, our aim was to help us to make sure that we are effective, effectively operating in the will of God. And so as we were thinking it through, every time a believer presses the reset button, he or she has remembered and embraced the fact that things will be better than before. Things will be what? 
whenever you press the recess button, I want you to keep in mind, things will be better than it was before. It might look worse. And when I went to the doctor, you know, and boy, I, mean, I got this um, splinter into my finger, um, and, and then I, I fooled around, you know how men are, you know, I, I can deal with it, you know, it'll go away, this little pain will go away. This thing went all up under, under my nail, okay? And, um, and so it got infected, so, you know, the, the, the things are turning greenish, you know. And so the doctor took a look and said, oh, you got quite an infection here. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, um, uh, I'm going to do a little thing here. It might scare you. And he took out a knife. He said, what are you going to do with that knife? He said, said I'm going to cut you. <laughs> he said, when I cut you, though, you're going to feel better uh, uh, afterwards, you know, than you do right now. I said, let me get this straight. You're going to take that knife, and you're going to cut my finger, and I'm going to feel better after you cut me. Now, you know, come from the hood, you know, no, you know <laughs> after you cut me, I'm going to feel better. I said, yes, you're going to feel better. And so sure enough, he cut and he let all of that stuff out of there, all of that stuff out of there. And boy, I said, and, um, and then he gave me the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, what the, I forgot the name of it right now. It wasn't uh, iodine. It's another thing they call, they call not McGregor, it's even another one. I'll, it'll come to me. But anyway, uh, it, it helped, okay? And so uh, the results of it was um, I learned a lesson. When you press the reset button, things will be better than before. If you're still complaining about a situation, understand you haven't pressed the reset button. Why? Because Believers, get this now, you're, you're, you're in a paradox. We are to rejoice in the Lord what? How can you rejoice in the Lord always and you're always complaining? Does that make sense? No, I don't think so. Okay, thank you. All right, so we'll move on. So our outline was this. We should make sure that we have done due diligence in pressing the reset button in our life. And there are at least three questions we should be asking last time we were doing it. One, am I listening? And uh, we went through that last time we came together was, am I listening? Uh, the second one is what? Am I resting? The third one is what? Am I being refreshed, restored, and refocused? And so uh, that, that thing about am I, I listening, uh, I, I, we, we looked at that, and uh, I wanted to just kind of move through that because I want to make sure that we, uh, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that we have the right one connected up here. And so my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they, they follow me, and, um, and there are three important things about being able to hear from God's perspective. Receiving by hearing, responding by believing, and results being made because the action taken. Now, why is it important to listen? And then we talk, listeners are what? When you are, when you are a listener, you are a keeper of what, um, what's been heard, okay? And so it's important. Again, this, this is all review. That's why I'm moving through it. Listeners will be what? If you are a listener, you will be blessed. Three, 
listeners have proven that they are in tune with the will of God. Four, listeners might encounter situations, but they'll never be devastated by its effect. Listeners will always strive to hear, to uh, hear, understand, and respond to a godly manner, in a godly manner. When you're a listener, you always try to hear and respond. That's, that's why Samuel, when the Lord calls Samuel, say, speak, Lord, your, your servant, hear. I hear you, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm listening. And so that, that's so important. I put these individuals, and I was making sure I wasn't on uh, the others. I was holding my breath for a moment. Everybody know Joni Erickson uh, Tata? Good, because we're going to talk about these folks just for a moment. Because, you see, here's the thing about it. If I'm a listening, I can't take you to are you resting until you understand the process of listening. See, the reason that I put Joni Erickson uh, Tata up there is that on one, and let me just put this other uh, person up too, because I was looking at the John Ankerberg show, and it's Pastor Michael Easley. He was a president of the Moody Bible Institute at one point, but he had to step down because of the pain that he was going through. Both of these individuals experienced pain. Uh, last Sunday, I was relaxed and uh, looking at John Ankerberg show, and they they probably come back on to go on the next stage of this. But um, and she was saying that um, every morning, although she has, she's smiling now, every morning she wakes up, she wakes up in pain. Every morning she wakes up, of course, her husband has to wait on her because she's a quadriplegic. It happened on an ordinary day. She, uh, she was diving off a rock swimming, the water was too shallow. There was a spinal uh, problem that could not be rectified. Everybody had been praying for healers and everything else. Everybody was saying no, and, and it, it, there were times she would say, I'm going to walk, and she never did walk. Never did walk. And so I throw out the question. We say, surely goodness and mercy. What do you do when mercy says no? What do you do when God's mercy says to you, no, I will not do it. I permit it to happen, and you're going to be like this for the rest of your life. Can you still smile? Are you still listening to God? She could have folded up. She could have just called it all in, and she would have been another um, middle-class person out there in life. We would have never known her, but she have made significant strides and handicapped people all over the world. Some of the things, one of the things that is making a difference, even in in these sidewalks and everything else, and uh, is because of what Joni Erickson, uh, Todd, and all the others are doing. She's working in the background because God said to her, no. She wakes up every morning. She's going through all of this. She, she would love to not hurt. But in the midst of her pain, thousands upon thousands, 
thousands upon thousands of people are being blessed. I hope you're listening. Oh, there's a lot of faith healers going around saying, yes, you know, the only reason that you is because you don't have enough faith. But what do you do when mercy says no? He said, well, the pride way down. Do you have any Bible to pick, pick that up? You know, any scripture to validate that? <laughs> Paul, Paul says, I besought the Lord three times to remove this stone from me. But he said, instead of saying a word, uh, just a no, just a no, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. He could have, the Lord could have just said no, but he gave him, he gave him hope. He says, my grace, what I'm going to give you will be sufficient for you to finish your job. And when you finish, you're home with me forever. So whatever you're going through, whatever the things are you're struggling with, either God is developing you. And if God does not deliver you, then don't blame God. Don't be like the 73rd psalmist who said, truly God is good to Israel. But as for me, my foot did almost slip. My step did all, was almost gone when I saw the prosperity of the wicked and all these other things. He said, I would rather just kind of step out of here. God's mercy said, no. See, and God doesn't argue with you in your pain. And he doesn't explain to you in the midst of your pain. Why? You wouldn't understand it. Your ways are not my ways. Know your thoughts, my thoughts. As the heavens above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, said the Lord. You wouldn't understand what's going on in the first place. I'll be trying to explain to you this whole thing for a hundred times. You'll be saying, you mind going over that last point, Lord? And you still wouldn't get it. Because you're not listening. And God is saying, well, see, what you're looking for, for what I would do with my hand and not understand that I'm operating from my heart. Remember what I'm saying about uh, uh, intent and content? A lot of us want the, con we want the content and not understand there's an intent. God is doing things in our life. He's intentionally doing things in our life. And if we're listening to that, then you're ready for the next day. You're not ready for rest now. She wouldn't be ready for rest. He wouldn't be ready for rest. He's pastor in the church. Oh, he stepped down from Moody, but he didn't go into some hole. He's pastoring a large church. He just made some necessary adjustments and went on. And other folks are being blessed. And guess what? He's he's also has a. Um, um, I think a radio or television program. You can go to his website, I mean, to uh, Facebook and everything else. I mean, this guy is really moving on with his family. Life is going on. He's smiling, but he says, both of them say, every morning, not a day that goes past when you wake up feeling pretty good, they don't. They're not. Everybody who smile is not standing on top of the world. Don't you wish that you had there, but there. You may have to pay the price. 
Well, we need to move. There are, there are or will be times in our darkest moments when we will cry out for God's mercy only to find out that his mercy will say no. The greatest test in those moments is to hear and quietly yield to his wisdom and an ultimate purpose that has been deliberately hidden from us. He hides it from us. What Job went through for one whole year, some doctors call it elephantitis, the, the scaling of the skin and all the things that he went through, you would think, boy, he was really, but understand something, God hid it from him, all the things that he wanted to do. But guess, guess what? Job was a prime example, and Job's name has been used so many times now because he chose to trust God. When I'm not listening I won't trust him. I'll listen to others who sound good or sound like they can be the solution to my problem because I'm used to feeling comfortable. Next one, am I resting? When we talk about am I resting, it says, then indeed, I'm sorry, let me go back. Then indeed the churches that rest throughout all the Judea and Galilee and Samaria and having been built up and having gone on in fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were increased. Since all the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria. You know what you can do in a restful situation? I can rejoice when I'm resting. I can be creative when I'm resting. Not having, can you imagine this being, every time you turn around, there's a, there's a problem over here and a problem over there and a problem over here. And God says, come here and just let me hold you just for a moment. Just, just rest a while. The disciples, you know, they, they were out there uh, casting out demons and everything else. Lord, we casting out demons. And the Lord said, come on, okay, come on, come on. Come on, guys, here, just, just sit down, sit down. Oh, look, no, no, just sit down and, 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 and rest. And rest. The Lord giveth those who are his rest for their souls. That gives me the uh, opportunity to explain this. When we uh, need to honestly ask ourselves, am I really resting? Uh, being built up, edified, he's, he's couple, abiding in the fear of the Lord, living a lifestyle that has had a, a great reference for the things of God, uh, experiencing the comfort of the Holy Spirit, growing and being productive. We must press the reset button of rest. The whole concept of resting is to be refreshed, rejuvenated, and energized. What is it to be what? That's the whole concept of being, uh, being uh, rested. To be refreshed, rejuvenated, and re-energized. Not to walk around. The saints are not to be the ones who be, uh, who are depressed. A depressed saint of God? Then you want them to join your church? Or accept Jesus? What type of test? They said, no, nah, I don't want what you got. Hey, I, I can, no, 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 I can drink that off, or I can, no, I can, no, hey, I, no, I don't, I don't want, if, if, if how you walk around and how you act 
is what you want me to come into? No, I can find something better than that. And Satan has some good counterfeits. Good counterfeits. There are two types of rest. Let's talk to them for a couple of times. Number one, physical rest for the body that requires sleep and food. Very simple, huh? My question is, how, is everyone getting enough physical rest? How many of us get enough physical rest? I, I'm, I'm sorry, was I talking too, too low? You know, I... <laughs> I, I forgive me, I forgot to bring the sheet to give the whole list of all the things that rest does for you. And all the things that you're subject to if you don't get the rest. Those who are diabetics, if you don't get enough rest, it affects your diabetes. I, uh, <laughs> my, my doctor was really, I mean, he, he, he was shocked. I mean, boy, he was shocked because not my, my, my numbers were higher, I mean, low, they were high. You know, for me, a high, a high number, I mean, for those who are diabetic, um, 9.2 is high. My test came out 9.2, and he just hit the zip. Whoa! You know? And uh, so he didn't know what the, what in, and so I said, I knew what happened. I know what happened. I said, I'll straighten it out. In the morning, I would wake up with, uh, those who know uh, that being a diabetic, I woke up with uh, a 159 and one, of the, those were too high, too high, too high, too high. I woke up and said, no, 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 no. But see, I tracked myself. I very disciplinedly tracked myself. I said, too high, too high. And so I said, so I, said I know what's, what's going on. One thing is the food, the last thing that I ate, I, made, I, I, I governed the thing that I was eating then begin to regulate how I was sleeping. So the 159, I woke up this morning, is now 93. You know, I should be. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and guess what? It's been ranging now from 100, 114 down to 93. And it keeps keep going like that. And, and it's gonna stay in that pattern, see? And so when, when the doctor sees that, he's going to say, what happened? I said, I just pressed the reset button. <laughs> That's all I did. I don't need to take any more medicine and everything else. I just pressed the reset button. He wanted me to see, I want you to see the pharmacist and all that. I'll go see this pharmacist. I understand. But when, he, when, they, when the person looks at the meter, they'll see the difference. And they're going to ask, what happened? I'll I pressed the reset button. I don't have a chance to witness to them. I don't have a chance. The, the whole idea is this, is that when you press the reset button, things flip to that or even better. If not, it gets worse. And so what the, the thing is, physical rest is so important for the body. And we need to, we owe it to ourselves. We, we pay our light bill and our gas bill. If not, what would happen? They'll cut it off. We pay our mortgage or they put you out. If you don't get your rest, it's going to shut you down. I mean, everything has consequences. All right, I think you got it. So then Elijah, he needed physical and spiritual rest. He was doing all of that running and everything else before the Lord even spoke to him. 
He had him sleep, and he slept, and he slept, and he slept, and he slept. Until finally he moved to this cave where God was able to begin to deal with him spiritually. But he had him to eat and sleep. Eat and sleep. Make sure you get rest into your, your, um, your life or you're going to shut down. It'll be hard for you to hear. It'll be hard for you to rest. Spiritual rest is for the soul and spirit that requires a spiritual intervention by the Lord. That's why the psalmist, when I was talking to earlier, the psalmist needs to be refreshed by God's tender intervention. His realization, when my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in the heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a brute beast toward you. This is when he says, truly God is good to Israel. And he saw these folks prospering. He said, and he said, I won't keep my mouth shut. God said, now nah, let me get in. Let me get, let me talk to my buddy. He said, Until I went into the sanctuary. He's in the sanctuary now. And he says, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will receive me to glory. Whom have high in heaven but you, and there's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. I hope you understand that. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my refuge that I may tell all of all of your works. Our resolution did. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the oil fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from, from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. In the midst of a lot of my sicknesses, there are times when I didn't know what was going to happen. The first thing I did, I went back and thanked God for all he did from in the past all the way up to that point. I thanked him. And whatever was going to happen, I cannot control. I wanted to reinforce one thing while I'm in the midst of it. Yet, yet will I trust him. If you're not convinced, then who will be? If you don't make that decision, God is not depressed. Satan is not depressed. Your circumstances won't go away. Guess who's getting beat up in this whole process? You? God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes me feet, my, my feet like deers. He makes me tread on the high places to the choir master with strength and, 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 and uh, instruments. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Talk to yourself. You know you talk to yourself. 
talk to yourself privately, private, right, 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 you know. And while you in turmoil with while you in turmoil with me, hope in God, for I shall praise in my salvation and my God. So I'm giving you the various scriptures. Am I being refreshed, restored, and focused? We're wrapping it up here. What are the signs of a refreshed or reset mind? As we get to wrap things up this morning, how, how do I know that my mind is being reset? Peace, because the mind is fixed on the Lord. My peace I give to you, not as the world give it to you, give I you. The Lord says, you mean to tell me you've been out of shape and you have my peace? No, you don't have my peace. I don't know who peace you have. You don't have my peace. Because my peace. And guess what? It's free. He says, I give it to you. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to go to the psychiatrist. I give it to you. You don't have to worry about a thing. Trust. Because one's belief system has become strong. Joy, the results of being able to tap into the joy of the Lord by abiding in him. See, if you abide in me and I in you, see, you can ask what you will, you know, the, the Father will give it to you. So you glorify the Father, and guess what? Your joy will be full. Boldness. Because one has confirmed in his or her spirit that God's way is the only way. Five, passion, having a strong sense of purpose after abiding in him and becoming very sensitive to the legitimate needs of a dying world. There was something that Tony Evans said that really stuck with me. I mean, you go to school, you learn, you learn these things, and, um, but there's one thing that Tony Evans said to me that really stuck. Very, very simple. All of us heard the word, eternal life, right? Have you ever thought about eternity? Eternity is, I'm talking to you now, and I'll keep talking to you, and keep talking to you, and never stop. Lord, deliver me from this. I'll keep talking to you. I keep, and forever, and ever, and ever, and ever. There's no beginning. There's no end. It's forever. God, throw away the time. The moment that we step over that line into eternity, the Lord says, no more time clocks. That's it. You die in your sin. You die, then you're going to die away from God and total pain and everything else. And there will never be a time of let up. There will be no lunch breaks. There will be nothing. You will burn continuously. And after you burn, you will burn because it will not burn up. It's what they call the forever flame. But if you know him, <laughs> it's not even described what eternity is because you can't describe. How do you describe infinity? To describe infinity, it must have boundaries. You cannot define infinity. All you can define is when we get there, we'll see Jesus. After that, 
There's neither night or day. Why do you need night or day? There'll be, there will be no more sickness. All because Jesus, when Jesus says it's finished. And so the question is, are you resting and are you refreshed? Because being, are you, if you're resting and you're refreshed, then you understand that there are individuals who have no inkling of where they're going and what they're up against. So a lot of times when we're acting crazy, you know what God has to do? He has to shut us down and press the reset button. Let know it says, understand something. It's not just right now that we want to get straight. We want to get straight so you have an eternal perspective. If we don't get this eternal perspective, saints of God, we'll keep getting into pro having problems. With what a person did today, what they did yesterday. Then I got a black book of what they did you know, back in yesterday. They never did say I'm sorry about. I got, got this long list. And guess what? The list doesn't go away in the pain and the thoughts about it. God says press the reset button. Press it, press it. Oh, I see you're not listening. And because you're not listening, you're not resting. And because you're not resting, you're not being refreshed. Whose problem is that? Yours or mine? And don't blame it on the devil. The devil made me do No, he didn't. You're lying wonder. He did not. Okay. Last thing. If you haven't pressed the reset button in your life, why not do it today? No one can do it for you. If you... There's some times, and I recognize it's not a one-time thing. You did it when it comes down to your salvation, when you ask Jesus Christ to come to your life. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Reset button. But then there's other things that you're dealing with. God says, keep pushing the button. I got you. Keep See, and when you push the button, there's power. You don't get any power. You don't push the button. I realized that, um, you know, I preach say, say this and I wrap it up. I realized that I was um, working on, on the computer and I, was, I said, boy, I said, this thing, this thing is not working. I mean, this thing is, and I realized out of all the ones that I was changing out, each one, I didn't push the power. And I could have just took myself in the washroom and just slapped myself then put some shaver lotion after that, you know, just cover up the scars. But this, this, you know, this, boy, you know, stupidity at work, okay? And so I said, okay, push, push the button, and sure enough, everything went do doom, do doom, do doom, do doom, do doom. And the Lord says, that's what happened in our lives. We think things don't work. And the problem is, oh, it works. You didn't do what you're supposed to do in pushing the button. I you're going to apply this to any situation. I don't have any person. or I, I'll let you apply that. The Lord knows where you are and what you're going through. Press the button. Press the button. I'll, I'll finish uh, laying up um, 
finishing things up here to line up on the screen and um, as I was finish things, finishing things up, what happened was um, I took what they call the, the drive out, the USB drive. I took it out. I usually put everything back into his bag. But I went back and I couldn't find it. I said, now wait a minute. I was sitting here. And I moved here. And I moved here. And I moved here. And it disappeared. I said, don't play with me. You know, I ever get one of those, those moments where you kind of talk to yourself? So I said, okay. I said, I said, I'm gonna do something stupid. Let me open the drawer. I said, and one part of said, don't go down to the bottom drawer down because you didn't open the bottom drawer. So I opened all the, I opened the various drawers. Okay, they're not there. I, said, I took everything out of my pocket. Maybe I put it in my pocket. N not there. I did. I went to my coat, which I didn't go to my coat. Went to my coat. Went to, it wasn't there. I said, okay. I, I'm, I'm preaching about pressing the reset button, so I'm going to. I said, but that. That drive, you know, you know, just just the fact. Have you ever been like? Mm. I said, but I, I know I'm not. I said, so I got down on the floor, you know, and started looking all around, look all under, you know, didn't see anything. I said, this Lord said, Lord, now this is amazing, but you know we're supposed to talk to God about everything. I said, Lord, you know that the drive is not a big issue. I can get another drive. It's just that this is driving me crazy. Okay. But there's other things I need to do for the course of the day. So when I shut this door, I'm walking away and going on with life. Got my coat on, got my hat on, and all this other stuff. Got a few pieces of I said, wait a minute now. I know. <laughs> I said, I said, I know. I said, it's red. I'm, I'm talking to myself. It's red. It has a slight little tag on it. I know that it was. I said, I said, let me think the impossible. Maybe it slipped and fell on the speaker and fell and slid behind the speaker and rolled under it. I said, no, because it's flat. I said, let me look and see. And sure enough, there it was. I quietly put it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> Shut the door and went home and prepared to preach about the reset button. <laughs> well, how many things you go through right now? Sometimes we just say, Lord, I don't I don't understand this. And then the, at the end of see at, at the end of this, the Lord says, Did you pass the test? If not, guess what? I got another one for you. Until you get good at leaving things in my hands. And then I'll give you rest. And you'll be refreshed. Amen. And God speaking to you. Maybe say, well, Lord, I need to press the reset button in my life. Let's, let's do that. If you're that person, well, well, you've been real patient. We're taking more time, but... If you would you stand, I'd like to pray for you about pressing that reset button. You know what it is. It's time to push the button. It's between you and the Lord. Things should be much better later than it is right now. Why? Because I pushed the button. 
I couldn't see any way out of this thing. This was it getting next to me. I could just all I pop out is all I can stand and can stand no more. Then I pushed the button. Let's bow. Father, how we thank you for our time together. Thank you for the saints. I, I stand with them. You left us here for far more than our immediate situation. There are people yet to be saved, lives to be impacted, you to be glorified. It's more than just about us. Johnny Erickson would say amen. Michael Easley would say amen. Thousands of lives, people that we'll probably never meet in this life would say thank you for being who you are or who you were, it really impacted my life. And then you can think back to say, Lord, I thank you that you enabled me to press the reset button in my life, to put things in perspective, and to make sure that you're in the center of all that I'm doing. Thank you for the saints. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. And if there's one who do not know you as Savior, Lord, before it's everlasting, too late, time is getting so short. Oh, they know about you and they, they hear scriptures about you, but they have not made it personal. They need to press that reset button. But no one comes into the Father, to me, except the Father draws them. And Lord, they must believe. And we just pray right now that they believe that you died for their sins, that they were sinned and they couldn't save themselves. And believe, Lord, that you're willing to forgive them if they only asked to be forgiven. And so, Lord, I pray right now that they'll do just that, to be one of yours. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.